0: and we're back we did it the boys well one half of the boys plus another extra boy to sub in for a missing boy but this is us your friendly neighborhood midnight climax the the greatest podcast on earth all 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 20 people still listening We're, we're, we're happy to have you uh i am your host ryan i uh alex is missing in action right now i talked about um well, him and I talked about him coming to Delaware to like cover the election, and I don't know where he is right now. But um, he, he we'll just, just just put him in your prayers. Uh, I spoke to him, I think this morning. But uh, he he's in the trenches, people. He's he's doing he's doing God's work right now, putting up with these these, these heathens for this uh, whatever's going on this week. I don't know what's what is going on this week, but uh, in his place, in Alex's absence, I do have with me great and powerful Ben you might remember him from was it episode 3 or 5 something like that
1: I think it was 5 yeah
0: it was 5 he, he was our first well he was my first uh, call in guest he was like the second one on the show but he is the head of right. the New England office um, yep and he is one of the uh, select confirmed people to actually have heard the show before so welcome to uh, oh I listen every week <laughs> welcome to Ben uh, hang on let me see if I can <laughs> da, da, da. yay
1: yay <laughs> All right good job so what is going on there's a uh, well that's a that's a live studio audience right <laughs>
0: yeah you me are doing this remotely and then we have the live studio audience which is rocky and rambo they're very excited to have you on
1: oh well, all right but they're they're at nickelodeon studios right. Right? we're at nickelodeon oh, studios yeah. uh <laughs> you're about to get fucking
0: slimed bro it's about to get bad yeah right,
1: right. I'm, about,
0: yeah. I'm about to hit you with the goddamn gack You know?
1: Yeah. I like go back and forth about whether or not I would enjoy getting slimed and like winning a Kids' Choice Award. And uh, I think I'm content not having one. Although I think if I was to get any award, that'd probably be the coolest one. Get a little blimp. Now, this is the old Ben talking. You're a liar. This would be the highest honor you ever (laughs) receive. Oh, you're you're right. You're right.
0: I I don't like. I, I don't know if it was every day or they just had like canned, like recorded stuff. But it felt like fucking Slime Time Live
1: was a live show every day where they just poured just green slime on people so what well, i mean then then there was like double dare double dare's whole like purpose was just to be nickelodeon but a game show yeah double dare so, was double dare older or it was like around the same time uh as the kids choice awards no no no. older than slime time live i think it was a little bit older I th- oh dude i don't i don't remember slime time live at all really well, well so the double double dare they had for a while and then they got rid of it and then they brought it back as double dare 2000 because like in the year 2000 Everybody had to name everything with 2000, like uh, Pokemon the movie 2000. Like that was only called 2000 because it came out in 2000. Yeah, yeah we really were living in the future, of course. Right, right, right. Everything, everybody was all concerned about Y2K, which Meanwhile, is why,
0: which is why, um, Nickelodeon <laughs> chose a the futuristic blimp as their fucking mascot, which is right, which right. is the, the the air travel of the future, of course, or at least the 1800s. But uh, oh,
1: interesting. Slime Time Live came out the same time as. Double Dare 2000. It lasted eight seasons over four years. Jesus. But it has people in it that I've never heard of. Like, who is who is Dave Azer or Jonah Travick and Jessica Holmes? Like is that's, who are these people?
0: Call it. Ben has been on the show for four minutes, and he's already broken the golden rule of the show, which is absolutely no research by any means. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can't stop. I'm just kidding. You're already the smartest. But um, anyways, so like I said, nothing crazy happened this week. Uh, I was I was going to leave it to Alex to – Touching on the election because he he kind of earned it at this point. I've been I've been I've been shitting on him and bullying him for about sixteen weeks, and I figure he's allowed to kind of take the reins this time. And uh, I, I'd say maybe I, hopefully later this week we get another episode with him. But uh, in the meantime, it's just me catching up with my boy. Um, yes, sh- I don't want to go too into details on your personal background, this and that, but I can talk about how you and I met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it. So a long time ago, when I was a when I was a wee boy. Um, I went to a summer camp in New Hampshire um, where I met a bunch of other wee boys, and it's really crazy. None of us got molested, so we should just say that from the top. Like, I I don't know about me for sure, but were were you all good? No, no no
1: butt stuff. Everything? No, not. I don't think there was anything even close to any of that.
0: So you were also a camper at said camp, and then Mm -hmm. uh, a few years into it, I think it was age like a ten to fifteen, or like eleven to fifteen. And we uh decided we were we were men at that point because we became sixteen year yep. olds, which is in New Hampshire that makes you legally an adult, and they give you a plot of land and uh you're allowed to buy it's women like a llama yeah 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 so <laughs> when you when you become sixteen you can you can you can work legally in New Hampshire, so you and I became uh camp counselors, which is like where where I think we became friends more more so there because we didn't really see each other at the actual camp, yeah definitely yeah, we went different terms yeah you 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 were like a year ahead of me. Into becoming a counselor. And I, I remember right. I, I
1: met you and I'm like, yep, yeah, that's, that's who I'm going to model my professional life after, which is kind of terrifying. Cause me as a 16 year old counselor was awful.
0: Oh yeah. Meet me as a 16 year old counselor was just a, like a tall camper.
1: Right, right. Like I mean they don't really expect too much out of you at 16 years old anyway, but uh, of the quality of counselors at 16 years old, I was near the bottom.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, tell me a little bit, well, tell tell the listeners a little bit who don't have like a background on this, a little bit about just the camp in general, what the kids did, what was expected of like counselors. Uh just just yeah. a quick
1: run, just a, the brochure for uh but tell tell people what happened oh, at the What's what what was the deal there? Um so basically, it's a it's a camp in the middle of the woods. Uh, it's over a hundred years old. Uh, they originally intended it for city kids. Should, Should we, we that say the name back? of the camp?
0: I don't. I don't have any ill will against it. It's my favorite place in the world.
1: Yeah, it's called it's called Brantwood Camp. It's called Brantwood um, Camp. There is a there's a boy. It's a fantastic place. Right, right. The boys came first. In the is, middle of
0: fucking nowhere in Peterborough or Greenfield, depending on who you ask, in in, right, in right. New Hampshire. Um. Yeah. So I, I'll tell you a little bit how it was advertised to me
1: because. I'm not only yeah, I know that the way it was advertised to you and the way it was advertised to me are, are kind of different.
0: right, right. So not only am I like a dorky like summer camp kid, but I come from a, a long line of dorky summer camp kids because my uncles went there when they were like like kids, and then they became like workers and like counselors there. and I think right. my mom at one time was like working there randomly for for a couple of years. So I, I didn't know anything about it like up until I was about to like leave when I was 13. And my mom was trying to like get me out of the house over the summer. Like, I I did like sports camps, like baseball camp and soccer camp and like basketball camp stuff like that. But any amount of time, as in like any individual day where I wasn't like physically out of the house, my parents were like, "Yep, too much Ryan for us. Let's let's get him out of here." So they're like, "All right, <laughs> let's see how many of these camps we can ship him off to." So they they're like, "Okay, this this camp Brentwood Camp is a sports camp for athletes. All you do every day is play sports." And I was like, fuck, yeah, let's let's do it. I'm so excited for the sports. And I get there. And there's there's definitely a little bit of sports. But there's also like a lot of like, just not <laughs> just not sports. Like, it, I mean, it, it's it's I, I don't want to like knock it all. But it's, it's like a regular summer camp. There's like weird outdoor stuff. There's like pool time. There's people like singing songs constantly. There's all types of other. It, it, it's not like it's not like an NC There's a little more
1: depth to it. Yeah. It's
0: not like an NCAA training ground. It's not like the NFL fucking <laughs> preseason camp. It's it's definitely like <laughs> us, the the campiest summer camp to ever camp the camp. You know what I mean? Right. right. Nobody was scouting you out there to play volleyball, which was which was a shame because I, I was I was pretty good right. at, <laughs> at half of the made up sports. It's because you're tall. Yeah. 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 I, like it couldn't, I mean, I, I did decently at uh, basketball and all that. I, I still keep in, in, in touch with my. <laughs> camp basketball team to this day but I, I i pride myself in sports that i now know are mostly made up from the camp because <laughs> a lot of them are advertised oh like, yeah oh this is the game you're gonna learn and you're gonna get good at and you're play and they're all fun games but like a lot of them were like <laughs> made up stuff to like kill an hour of time more
1: than to actually like <laughs> make people oh yeah running home and being like oh i was the mvp of pg ball which is playground ball but playground ball everywhere else in the world is basically just dodgeball Where you just beam people with those rubber balls that always hurt your face? I wasn't even going to say I wasn't even going to say PG ball.
0: I was going to say I was probably uh, definitely a top ten contender at a game called Wilson ball, which is which I found out was made after. Yeah, it it, it was named after a guy named Mister Wilson, not not like a not athlete (laughs) something something Wilson, not like like superstar, like sports science pioneer. Nope just a just an adult man with a whistle who is in charge of many many children, and right. So that that's kind of my background for. It. And when I got there, I realized it was not a sports camp. I was very upset. So for like the first like two years, I was like, "Eh, I, I'm, I'm not really a fan of this." I mean, the, some of the counselors are kind of cool. Some of the kids are okay, but not for me. I, I, I want to take my chances on the mean streets of Carney, New Jersey. <laughs> and <laughs> did you did you do the uh, the full five years as a camper? No, no, no. I did 13, 14, 15, So just like the oh, okay, the like the, the, the later years. So my yeah, uh, the fifteen year. Uh, kids are, are like the old kids. So they're called like LIT, which is like leader in training. And they um, sounded a lot cooler at the time when I was a kid. Like, oh man, they're, these guys are like the bosses of the camp. And they're just, it's just simply the oldest kids at the camp. And they had to do a couple like extra stuff. They would do some like outdoor stuff. They would learn how to like make fires and like, I don't know, do weird like lifeguard training. And they would do uh, how to like make a, like a fort in the woods, kind of like a little shelter Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yep, maybe I'll come back as a 15 year old and do that. So they wheeled me into a third year, and then by that time, I'm like, well, now I'm g- I'll get paid to go here and watch these kids do all this stuff. So that kind of like got me in to it when I was 16 as like a, like a counselor, and I had like a lot of fun working there as opposed to just like being there as a as, as, as a wee lad. Because being a camper at a summer camp, I mean, I, I, it's not anything crazy. Like a lot of summer camps have a similar experience, but being a counselor at a summer camp w- much more fun. Can, can we say that is oh, yeah, way, way sure. better? Far and away, like, you, you, you get to do all the stuff that... All the things they told you not to. Yeah, all the stuff <laughs> that they told you not to do, oh, really? now, now you're in charge of. Like, now you're encouraged to, to do it. Yeah, nobody go near the fire hose, and then I get hired, and now I'm in charge of all of the fire hoses. Now you're a fireman, yeah. Oh, right. oh, oh <laughs> right. so, so, speak, yeah, speaking of which, there was a Brentwood fire department, which um, I was in charge of engine one when I was there. It was, and by engine one, uh, there was no... There, there was running water, in like most of the like the buildings and some like faucets and stuff around camp, but any like individual fires in in lieu of the actual fire department coming, which would have taken a little while, they taught us how to put out
1: like 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 smaller like fires and stuff. at least like yeah. yeah yeah at least enough to like get the actual professionals, which are probably volunteers anyway, because it's the middle of New Hampshire. Yeah, so um, so we had so like we, professional so grade there. like fire hoses and like these <laughs> old timey like wheelbarrow. Like fire, yeah. They were they were wheels with with hoses wrapped around. Them. They're they're it like these little yeah. like
0: pulley systems that we would like run around with like a bunch of hoses and we'd hook it up to these. They're like vintage, like eighteen sixty. So fires. so I, I was I was a I was a firefighter at eighteen years old. Uh, I did not um fight any fires when I was there. I did a lot of practice fires, but I was mm-hmm. itching itching for the chance. But anyway, so yeah, you when, when you when you're a counselor of a summer camp, you immediately just. You're in charge of all the stuff they told you to never touch or never be near. Right, and um, it it opens up the world of the the mysterious girls' camp, and you go over there and you try your try your shot at <laughs> just 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 mercilessly just uh, hitting on and teasing girls over there until eventually one of them likes you, and then you I mean sh- that was our that was probably our best pastime was was making fun of them. Yeah, yeah. So we we would spend like half the time just like just like teasing people and doing the like like 17, 18 year old guy thinking, Like, Oh, she's got cooties. Maybe she'll suck my dick. And then you do all that. <laughs> and basically you spend the rest of the summer just trying to sneak out of the camp with the girls to see like, all right.
1: Yeah. Right. This is my shot for the summer to time. get some,
0: to get some real,
1: real, real, real quality time with the gals. Yeah. I think, uh, well, I mean, so like I said, like my, my description of what the camp was, was, was a pretty, di- not a lot different from what you got, but kind of different. Um, so, I mean, like you, well, I guess I should preface by saying that uh, we are not the underprivileged kids that went to the camp for by any means. Yeah, so the camp uh, is, like, not, marketed you know, rich, to, um, like, like
0: uh, it, it's, it's I, I guess, like, the real uh, brochure kind of version of it is, like, it's trying to bring kids from, like, cities and, like, underprivileged Urban areas and stuff like that. And, right. try, and they're trying to, like, mix
1: them with, like, white New England kids in the woods. Right. So. But these, these the majority of these white New England kids are like you and me who, the only reason we're there is because we had like family members that went there in the past.
0: Yeah. We, we either oh, had family members where, that went there where, that, or they're right. like, you should, you should get out of the house for they two weeks. They know somebody yeah. that's already there. Some, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Somebody right. else should be in charge of feeding you for a couple of weeks this summer. So maybe we we, we hand you off. So it, it was like a, it was like a weird like race and class experiment in, in, in a few ways. But I think it really is. I, I made like a lot of like interesting friends from a lot of backgrounds. There was like, so, like an international right. component. They had like, counselors come in who are working from like Australia and like New Zealand and England and Wales and Ireland and Scotland and just a bunch of uh, vaguely European English-speaking like white countries where they'd be like all right uh, they, don't, they don't a lot of these places don't really have an official like quote-unquote summer break or something like that just because of the, either like weather or like quality of what the summer is over there so the, they'll, they'll mm-hmm. put these kids these these guys in like programs and send them over here and uh, basically that would just turn into just like, just, just children making fun of them mostly, but they, they, a lot of them were pretty cool guys. So I made some exactly. friends with them. Um, so yeah, you, you,
1: you and I became pretty good friends. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I think so we, how you were, uh, you, how the camp was. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like I, so I had been there a couple times, like as a kid, like growing up, like my parents supposedly took me there for an alumni day, uh, in the middle of summer when I was like really young, like, like under three years old um but i don't remember any of that and then i went there just like on alumni day like when i was 10 because i knew or my parents knew that i was old enough to go the year after and uh and so it was marketed to me as like yeah you play sports and stuff which i was all into sports however i was not good at sports at that age at 11 years old um developing into the athlete you are now just i was a chubby kid with glasses um so and i was not good at anything really. Um, but then they also were like, Oh yeah, but you also, you know, live in the woods and you know, you, they didn't tell me about cleaning, but they told me about, uh, like challenge sheets. So like each kid gets a sheet of paper and has a bunch of different stuff on it, like tie knots and stuff. And that's supposed to be the, uh, for the weird kids. Um, uh, so they can like contribute. Um, uh, but yeah. And then it was, and then it was presented like, like Hogwarts, which is how everybody describes it. And, you know, trainings and stuff is because basically everything you do in camp, like literally everything, uh, you do either individually or with, uh, your, your, cabin mates or your shack mates is what they call uh gives you points towards the championship at the end which i thought was wicked cool so that was how oh yeah you like you like compete with all the kids that you like bunk with against all the
0: other kids right the people that you like room with in your little little cabins that's your basketball team that's your baseball team that's whatever right and a lot of people could just tell day one like oh this these these are not a bunch of winners i'm with right now these are not (laughs) right these these are not champions but um yeah so uh i uh Looking back, I, I, I'd say uh, it, it left a good mark on us. We became friends from that. Uh, I, I, I still got a lot of friends from there. I'm actually going to we- ch- check in on some people in maybe a couple of weeks, uh, potentially. But um, we, went to, we went to England we did- together to, to visit more camp people, Vic. Right.
1: I think that, yeah, I think, we, I think we became, like, we knew each other, uh, like, briefly as, like, campers, right? And then I went on staff before you, and then, like, we were cool while we were on staff together. And I think it's when we started uh, living in the same room. Is where our uh, friendship really took off. Yeah, just, just and uh, just, just you know, just, just late, late late nights in the bunker, just doing uh... late nights in the bunker. Um, yeah, <laughs> we are the only two over eighteen staff staying in a building with the under eighteen staff.
0: Yeah, we we, we had <laughs> like, like a weird amount. Of, we had like a weird amount of power at a game like that. Like, yeah. We did. We, we, we did. were in charge of like slightly too many things for a lot. Um, but like I said, I, I, I had a good time there. I, uh, I I got a lot out of it. I uh, but yeah. I, i think we did all right i think uh, we left our mark but um but yeah that's, yeah, I, that, that's how i we're totally would be the person i am but, um so. that's that, that's how i'm friends with like a lot of people i still keep in touch with that, that that's mm-hmm. why i went okay. to england briefly to just yeah we touch to base with some people there and quote unquote like see the sites like i i, I talked to alex <laughs> about this a little bit i was like yeah i went to england to see some of my friends um and, oh no I was talking to my mother and she was like oh what else did you do do you, do you see any like cool museums you go on like a bunch of tours and I'm like ah, not really like we went on like one like bus tour and then we spent the rest of the entire week just drinking <laughs> and yeah no, really it was a very productive Mythic trip I'd say. like we we barely left the airbnb because we were just like just just very very Could intoxicated um yeah. we, we we got real in touch with the 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 british netflix and we just had had, had a great time we did yeah yeah we did that's when the um, that's yeah,
1: when, anything that's when game of thrones was ending <laughs> very very sad. oh that that was that was ending and uh i think the the bruins were in the playoffs. so but like their time they start their games at 3 a.m british time so we'd stay up and i'd use a vpn to stream the the radio broadcast and then we just watch movies and drink and it's like no wonder we didn't see a whole lot of stuff it's because we did by the time we woke up it's two o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> and we have to like f- figure out where we're going that we can get back and it's like we're also there mostly during the week so you know, there was that pub life, but we weren't we weren't like out until 2 a.m.
0: So, so here here's an interesting thing I just remembered right now. So, we actually meant to have like a huge night on the town, and we went out with our two friends, <laughs> Callum and Plant. So, we, where our Airbnb was situated was a little bit away from like the inner kind of like I, I want to say maybe nightlife part of London. So uh they're pre-gaming with us we're having a great time we're ready to go we jump on the train and immediately after we get on the like public stops, trains right? transportation maybe maybe like one stop or two stops afterwards somebody jumps in front of it and dies <laughs> like right away <laughs>
1: and we're like oh my god and they were just like ah oh, it happens all the time what an asshole <laughs> like they like they were like this guy killed himself and they called him an asshole
0: yeah they, this guy <laughs> this guy killed himself everyone was very angry and inconvenience which which made which made it really feel more american for me because if this happened in like the new york subway no one would shed a tear for this man at all they'd be like oh, fuck, yeah, right. god damn it i'm going to be right. late for work now i'm late
1: for work right, <laughs> yeah, right exactly. like someone someone
0: dies in new york every like 8 seconds it's not an excuse to be late anymore so
1: no no yeah
0: it's not uh, so we we kind of got very sidetracked indicative. because uh for like an hour or like an hour and a half like all the trains kind of like shut down and we did the math and by the time like we'd be able to get out over there and come back we might not like make a train back so I'm like all right we can do yeah a weird uh left side of the car uber to get wherever we're going or we can just do like a little pop a little u-turn and go get stupid drunk in this lady's backyard which is where our airbnb was <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I think the deciding factor, too, was that uh, we saw the update for the trains, and there was, like, going to be delayed another three hours. So even if we got to where we wanted to go, we wouldn't be able to get back without paying, like, £150 for a for for an Uber. Uber ride. Yeah, I, sp- I
0: specifically remember, like, like, teasing our friend uh, Jack, who lives in London. I'm like... What's wrong with this uh, this UK workforce? They can't scrape the guy off the tracks fast enough. What's wrong?
1: Uh. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Thinking about it now, like that is that's kind of crazy that it, they said it happens all the time, but then it took them so damn long to get the guy off the tracks. Like, what was he wedged in the brake system? Like, what happened here? Well, that was why I was trying to make the comparison to like New York. Like in
0: New York, if somebody hits, hits in like like a subway accident, they, they scoop them up pretty quick. I mean, that hasn't really happened to me too many times, but I was on a train in mm-hmm. Jersey coming from like New Brunswick, I guess where I went to school to home or Jersey city, back to new Brunswick or something. And some guy got hit by uh, the train or jumped in front of the, the train or whatever he did. And like, they just had us get off and then just get on like a, an adjoining track. And we just drove by like a crime scene pretty much like that really <laughs> changed. And I'm like, well, and it, I'm, I'm not even saying that this was like rushed hour or anything. It was like 8 PM in Jersey. Like they definitely could have took their time, but they're like, Nope, let's, let's keep it fucking moving.
1: Everybody. <laughs> what I mean, that was a good that was a good trip either way. Uh we I mean we didn't really see a whole lot. We wandered around and we went to the, like the uh you know a lot of those British equivalents of like Applebee's um, Right, right. And those pubs. Uh what are they? Um uh weatherspoons. Fuck, just, basically, um I think we're at
0: this point now where we're just we're just regular adult friends, me and you. Just, we, just, we hang we really out. Are, we can oh, hang we out. To, uh we try to keep in touch and visit and play video games and stuff like that, but I, I think mean, don't we're, forget we with in uh, Nashville, too. Hang on, Well, yeah. So, like I said, okay. I, 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 th- I think now we're just like regular adult friends. We do uh, absolutely just j- just adult stuff. We're very we're very mature now. Is is, is what I'm really saying.
1: We are, yeah. Um, and we have like you know reasonable incomes, so we can do stuff.
0: Yeah, I can I can feed myself now. I'm, it's, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, exactly. I can, I can <laughs> exactly. I can. Uh, That's huge. I I do miss uh, my food being brought to me by children, but otherwise, I think. <laughs> Oh, man, I forgot <laughs> all about that. But uh, otherwise, uh, I, I, I think we're in a better spot now because of it. But yeah, man. Well, uh, I mean, that,
1: that Nashville trip we went on was a blast.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Al, uh, not Alex and I. Ben and I went to Nashville with some of my work friends, or I guess my roommates at the time, and we did did some damage over there. We had a great time. We Nashville is like a great drinking town, by the way.
1: Oh, it's awesome. Ben, and then, and uh, my two friends live there. So, right. uh, we hung out with them. They showed us around. Uh, we, yeah, well, everything that we did there revolved around drinking heavily, um, <laughs> and, and like eating food. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, dude, that, that pedal tavern was a blast. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we got all those creepy looks from people you know, with the, uh, or not, some of them were creepy. Some of them were, um, were very spirited. People were appreciative of the, uh, white t shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Ben and, and I did this thing where,
0: um, I guess Nashville's like a big uh, like bachelor party town, bachelorette party town. Yes. A lot of people they out there, like we saw like the first night, were all like wearing like mashing t shirts because they had like some like go getter fucking groomsman like give everyone like their own t shirts. It's just oh, so and so's bachelor party or class of twenty twenty reunion or fucking like a bunch of like stupid <laughs> stuff like that. And yeah. we had the idea where we would all get um just like plain white t shirts and um, pretend we were like a bachelor party, so basically mm-hmm. we would um, give each other like stupid nicknames or something like that. Oh
1: no no no! We uh, we claimed that Eric was having a baby.
0: Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. So yeah,
1: and we didn't tell him what it was until well into the night. Right right right. <laughs> what what we were celebrating? Oh no! The the bartender on the Pedal Tavern said it. <laughs> right right right. So so, so there, there's yeah they're like there's like five or six of us and we were all wearing white t shirts except this one guy who for some reason just refused because he didn't want to be a team player. But that's oh why. yeah no. Eric Eric and Teddy decided that they weren't going to well the reason was they had already had it in their heads before we came up with that that they were going to wear these Hawaiian shirts for some reason. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know if it was supposed to be some inside be joke that I still don't understand. Funny or whatever, but, but that's fine. So yeah, we were, so know. we were all wearing these t-shirts with like stupid
0: stu- stupid like words on them and stuff like that. So we yep. basically every time someone took a shot or finished a beer or whatever, we had had like a black sharpie and we would just like put marks on each other like to tally it up and we were just like competing throughout the night and like a bunch of like Girls would come up to us, and they'd be like, oh, my God, what, are you guys a bachelor party? And we, we just I, – I, half the time we would say – like no, like,
1: no, our friend's having a kid.
0: <laughs> yeah, half the time we would just say, like, oh, our friend's having a kid or something like that. And then it, there came to a point in the night where I forgot what we were saying. So I would just say a different thing every time. I'd be like, oh. All right. We're, yeah, we, which is fine. We're, we're doing this trip in memorial for our friend who died or something like that. Like, 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 really, like, more well, legit
1: and like so. Well, so I booked the Pedal Tavern. I booked the Pedal Tavern, like, two weeks before we went. And, uh, you know, get everybody's money paid for it, whatever. And when you book it, it asks for, like, if it's a special occasion. And I didn't expect that. And that's when I was like, oh, geez, uh, what's going on here? So I decided to say that my friend Eric was uh, expecting his first child. And I told everyone except for Eric what it was. And so we just kept trolling him (laughs) about it. And it was like, I do this to a lot of people, especially my friends, where I, like, have a secret (laughs) plan. And I think it's really funny. And I don't tell them about it. And it gives them anxiety. And I think that's the funniest part. Right, Um, right, right. So... I didn't tell anybody except Eric, and then we got on the Pedal Tavern, and the guy who was the who was the ba- bartender? Was like, oh, okay, you're, uh, you know, you're Ben's group, and uh, it seems as though, oh, congratulations, Eric, on your first child, and everybody started dying laughing. And he just turned and looked at <laughs> me. He's like, ah, oh, fuck you, man, fuck you. And so all the girls that were on the, which there weren't that many, because we ended up with like some dude from Chicago's like birthday. All yeah. those girls were like, oh wow, congratulations. And he's like, I'm not having a kid. And they're like, oh, you're gonna be a great dad. and Like that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. entire night. <laughs> so so basically, I
0: didn't even know what like a pedal tavern was. Like have you ever been, and I guess they have them in some places, maybe like. I think maybe like Boston or like definitely in like Louisiana. I've never seen them in Boston, but in I like think Atlanta they don't. And stuff.
1: Um, they don't have them in Boston because the streets are so narrow. What I did see is that they now have them in Philadelphia.
0: Right, right, right. Um, so, so they have them all
1: over the place now.
0: So basically, if if, if you've ever seen like the big, like, uh, I, they, what do they even look like? How do you describe them? It's like basically like a big, like 10 person bicycle like a, with like a bar around it and these people are yeah like it's like paddling. a it's like a oval shape yeah, yeah these people are like pedaling while all like facing each other and they're like drinking while they're doing it and they turn that they call that a pedal mm-hmm. pedal tavern which i think is yep. a uh i think that's the future for talking about <laughs> the year 2000 plus
1: should, I think it's awesome win. it's like yeah, it's like BYOB. So you just bring whatever you want to drink. Yeah, and wanna, If you bring in, like mixed drinks, they'll make you like specialty shots and stuff. If you bring all the liquor. Yeah, I, I want to take one of those to work. I'm like that's, that's, that sounds fantastic. Oh yeah, it's awesome. I would I would do another one of those in a heartbeat. Like I don't even care what city. It's in. I just want to do. We could it like, go to Detroit and do one. I don't care. I just want to do it like around like a
0: like a walking path in a park. Just like.
1: Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Sure. If we're going through like the roads. We gotta pedal a little harder. There. Get up the hill. Yeah. Yeah. Like a mountain biking edition. Like maybe you need seatbelts for that. But these things don't have seatbelts. Well, I mean, you you encountered an injury on the first half. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was I was too big for the actual uh, seats in the thing, so I was pedaling so hard, but my knees were too like long, and they kept banging into the uh, fucking whatever it's called, like the like the side of the, the the bar. And towards the end of it, I like scraped my shit, and it was like bleeding. And we're like yeah, this is fine, we'll be all right. It's Nashville; everyone's supposed to be bleeding here. It's great. And um, I didn't know the
1: seats were adjustable, but here we are. And- <laughs> yeah, and then we cut off, and the driver was like moved the seat up and he's like oh i could see you were struggling and you're like yeah my knees are bleeding and he just started dying laughing because he was <laughs> like you just pedaled for 45 minutes with bloody knees all right we're back we're back I, I,
0: a little technical difficulties there but um <laughs> one of the things i wanted to talk about this week was can you can you go into a little bit of detail on the the recent uh facebook group you invited me to oh yeah
1: <laughs> so i mean I hate Facebook. I absolutely hate it. Like it was cool when I was, you know, fourteen, and uh, you know there was only other fourteen-year-olds on there. Um, and now that it's been right back when, back when we were all
0: middle-aged people, back when we were all digital yeah. farmers, that's when it was cool.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <when> right? <laughs> we, were, we were playing Family Feud or whatever. We're playing Farmville. Of, of we were Facebook. raising chickens. We were having a great time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, doing hot or not? <laughs> Do you remember hot or not? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, it would just like put up pictures of your friends. You would decide if they were hot or not, and. uh... I don't know if it ever notified anybody, but uh, I never- It didn't notify me. So I guess it wasn't high. It was <laughs> not <laughs> Yeah, right, right. So um, then it was infiltrated by 40-something-year-old people who only use Facebook to learn things, like the news, which is has proven to be a terrible idea. I
0: think it's a great idea. Um, I think if uh, we're, we're all getting misinformation some way, you might as well get it while looking at pictures of your grandchildren.
1: Yeah. Well, so anyway- um, I try to stay away from Facebook, but I happened upon a group. I was invited by uh, the famous Joe Rand uh, to this group called North Shore Beef. Now, North Shore Beef, as in uh, North Shore of Massachusetts, it, so the area between Boston and New Hampshire. I first thought it was a pornography um, uh, group, but I guess, I guess, I guess. <laughs> you know, sometimes it is. Pretty much. Uh, well, he invited me to this, and now I've lived here my entire life, but uh, I never realized that North Shore Beef was like a like a staple of like the region for food. And it's basically, it's just roast beef sandwiches. <laughs> just, just roast so beef sandwiches. Close I up. I was invited. Very professional pictures of yeah, random
0: people's roast beef sandwiches. Yeah.
1: Right. So I was invited to this and I was told to just watch, uh, just read the comments and the comments are basically somebody posts a picture of whatever the roast beef was. They say how good it is. They gave it a really high rating. They are horrific. And, I uh, love the
0: comments. It's, it's, it's,
1: and people just tear them apart. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so your roast beef sandwich uh, looks disgusting. Like some,
0: your wife is fat. I hate
1: you. Go die. Like, it. right, right. So there's like terminology for these things. So, so typically, what you do. I mean, people order things differently, but ideally, you get a, a three way, four way are the most common ways to order these sandwiches. Uh, three way is. Uh, sauce which is always uh jimmy river or james river barbecue sauce which is like a uh, very light kind of almost watery texture uh bar it's not very thick okay it's not like a it's not like stubs or like sweet baby rays or something where it's thicker this is like a thin barbecue sauce um there's a lot of like mayonnaise and american there's cheese there's a lot of like that's a three-way roast beef terminology that i'm learning yeah yeah which i didn't know until i got into this yeah so now i then so that the three ways that a four ways the same thing like i said uh, the sauce the mayonnaise and cheese but they add onion rings to it um, but for the most part people get a uh, you know the sizes are like junior super stuff like that most p- people will get a three-way which is delicious But yeah
0: the way. so so long, long story um, short it's basically <laughs> a new england specific facebook group that just <laughs> reviews people's roast beef sandwiches and it's the most entertaining thing I've, I've, I've seen lately and that's with the election that's with all the sports stuff that's going on is just, I want to hear I, I'm really excited now about people talking about <laughs> roast beef sandwiches from 2000 miles away.
1: Yeah, like and so now I only go on Facebook because I get a notification that someone posted another beef review. Um and they're absolutely hysterical. Like some of the, it's always the comments. Like um some of them get like, like political, it, like, some of them get like sexual, some of them get they're they're all over the place. They're
0: they're all like rude and very opinionated, which I think is my favorite part of it. <laughs>
1: just like people like yeah.
0: Being just complete assholes. Yeah, to each this other? guy.
1: So I'm looking at one from 38 minutes ago. Uh, this guy wrote what looks like a, a man. This is a this is a short story. Man, this is really. I had to scroll multiple times. To get right, it's it. it's basically like guys um, who
0: like flunked out of high school are now like becoming professional writers just to talk yeah, about on beef roast beef sandwich. The, the individual characteristics of a single sandwich.
1: Wait, so <laughs> so the first comment is that was like reading the Iliad. What the actual fuck? <laughs> And so the next person goes, "You actually read it? Who has that much free time?" And goes, "The Iliad? No, (laughs) that's a better love story than Twilight." Oh my god! And then they somehow start talking about Homer Simpson. Oh, also, Uh, and like some of these. Also, I should know that some of these are ridiculous. The
0: age of a lot of these guys is like very specific. It's definitely guys
1: who are like our age and older who get like
0: very. Yeah, they're like somewhere
1: between like. They're, like, somewhere between, like, 23 and, like, 40. A lot of, like, new dads. And they're highly... Yeah, yeah, they're highly opinionated about roast beef sandwiches. Yeah, like... Uh, Oh, so anyways,
0: I I, I saw one (laughs) review of one that I wanted to talk about specifically, which was, I guess this guy, I feel like he either won the game or kind of completely, like, missed it. So I don't know if he can, like, scroll back in the page a little bit, but this guy basically has, like, a... Like a fancy sandwich, it's like the, the bun is completely black. There's like gold on top of it. Oh, I'm looking
1: at that right now. It's It's yeah, this yeah, guy, yeah.
0: It's, it's like a. It's first of all, it's not even roast beef, it, but it's like it's it's called a beef cooked sous vide with truffle oil to create truffle <laughs> beef, which I didn't know was a thing. Um, with with a charcoal bun topped with a 24
1: carat gold leaf. <laughs> it's got spreadable brie on the bottom. Yeah, it's very and caviar so immediately
0: half half the comments are just like what is this this is blasphemy this is this is disgusting oh my god and the rest there's, are like I want to try that I want to have, I don't have gold in my teeth
1: there's 235 comments in less than 24 hours on this yeah the guy the guy knocked it out of the park he's doing great <laughs> this guy goes this beef does not fuck it talks to you about its feelings instead <laughs>
0: But yeah, so so the, the 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 actual the page is open to men and women, but all of the ones that include women, like videotaping themselves, like eating the sandwich, is the most disgusting ever. Because all the comments are like, "Oh yeah, I want to s- s- slice that beef right there." It just <laughs> no matter what the girl looks like, like good looking, bad They're looking, all... it's just immediately like, "Oh yeah, pour some sauce all over that for
1: me." <laughs> well all right i'm looking at this right now some that that black bun one the one with the uh the charcoal bun Yeah. so it's a black bun like, with like
0: pink not really roast beef beef and then a golden kind of like leaf as like a topping on it it's a 24 karat like, gold l- leaf like literal gold which is on it which
1: yeah. sounds like a little overboard for roast beef but maybe, maybe i'm just an amateur this one this woman said if this beef could be personified it would be the villain kid from the incredibles part one and then a few a few comments later, it says this beef looks all right. What did you do? Wait, what you did to it is a crime in forty-two states, excluding Florida because it's fucking Florida. And then the guy immediately after that says, "This looks like an evil villain from Scooby Doo."
0: <laughs> like, yeah, there's 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 a lot of. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a page just about roast beef, so it doesn't start off looking great. Like, not, not, none of them are like amazing delicacies. It's, it's it's a roast beef sandwich. It's not not too much. No, to no, it. no. They're all they're all heart clogging. Right. Uh, just cardiac but arrest sandwiches. Now, now they are delicious. Now definitely a
1: culture I want to be a part of, so I, I'm trying to weasel my way in yeah. to, this
0: little, to little group.
1: Well, you just got to come up and visit. I have now, since joining this group, I have now had uh, beefs from three different uh, restaurants, um, and they are all quite good. Um, there's definitely one that's a bit better than the other, but it, I think it's funny that when there's too much sauce on it, it's like universally described as a murder scene because the, the sauce is red. It. <laughs> so, like, I mean... It, this is the kind of stuff we're talking about. People get upset on that group whether the cheese comes on the top a top side of the meat or on the bottom of the meat. Isn't that just uh, based they also on, have acronyms for everything? Isn't that just
0: based on how you hold the sandwich? If you want the cheese on the bottom line, you just flip the sandwich upside down.
1: Okay, so I was talking to my sister about this today. <laughs> and uh, we're going deep, folks. She was like she goes, You can't flip it upside down because then all the meat would fall out. What do you mean fall out? There's buns on both sides, right? When- she was picturing it as like a sub roll. Oh. In which case she's correct. Right, right. And not not the same situation. So I didn't even think about that, but yeah. if it's like a hamburger type roll, wouldn't
0: you just like kind of like flip it over? Like, yeah, sure, you could just do. Well, it. is first of all, is there a difference between where the cheese is in relation to where the meat is? Probably not. I, I'm th- I'm just People thinking have, like, like in, like in your in your mouth, like where your tongue is. Do you want to, the cheese first or do you want the meat first? But even then, that seems there's, to be going there's like four a different little, schools of thought. Th- th- that seems to be going a little deep, you know. I think <laughs> cheese and meat. The cheese gets melted a little bit by the meat or heats up the cheese, whatever, vice versa, and. I don't know. Once it's once once I eat it, I mean, it's it's pretty much over. I don't really do too much thinking afterwards. Yeah, I'm, I'm so like I'd be like a really shitty eaten. food critic because all my critics are like, yeah, this is pretty good, or no, this, this is okay, and that like I don't I don't <laughs> I don't have any descriptive words like, well, I like it. Well, it was okay. It was better last time. Like, there's no I, <laughs> any any cooking show or
1: like food yeah. review show with me on it. It'll be ten seconds long. Like, oh yeah, I liked it. It's it's all right. Well, I'll tell you what. These I've had a few of these beefs. They're all equally as messy. Like. You end up, if you don't wipe your hands, through. which honestly, don't even bother wiping your hands while in the middle of eating the sandwich. Finish the sandwich and then wash your hands because you are just covered in like barbecue sauce and mayonnaise by the end of it. I haven't... And like some people work that into their like reviews, but... Um, Everyone I've had so far, I'm covered in sauce and mayonnaise. Right. I thought that was more like a Sloppy Joe
0: type thing than specifically a roast beef thing. But then again, I've never been inside of an Arby's before. It's a North Shore beef, right? Man. I, I've,
1: I've- <laughs> Dude, people make fun of each other in this group. They're like, ah, oh, it looks like Arby's. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> people get suspended from this group. There's some guy who uh, he, makes, he thinks he's a comedian. He's not. But uh, he is kind of funny. And he put up a, a video review and... He's like, you can see the background of his apartment, and it's just a disaster. Like, it's disgusting. And he decides he's going to unwrap this beef sandwich in his sink. So he, like, takes it with one hand, and he just, like, lets it roll out of the paper onto a plate uh, that I'm pretty sure is dirty in the sink. Uh, and he, as he's doing it, he says, unwrap the beef, one-handed, like the bra. Uh, and you're like, what? <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Uh, and then he sits down, and he starts eating the sandwich, and he's playing Taylor Swift in the background.
0: Okay, so I saw, um, I don't know if this was from Facebook or something, or my mom sent this to me, but now... There's like this cool like I think it's in New Jersey somewhere but it's like a it's like a sub sandwich where the bun is two pickles like two like oh I've like seen two, that like, really big pickles so I I made yeah. it my mission to try to like find this when the quarantine kind of slows down a little bit or or even if it's still like available I don't even know but is it in New Jersey or
1: is it at a I thought it was in like some place in Seattle
0: I don't know maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just talking out of my ass I I I, I thought like, it was in New Jersey maybe just cuz it got recommended to me like that but maybe it's not
1: have you, have you noticed that, um, I don't know how often you watch any of these food shows, but it seems like the same place comes up on multiple shows in like a short period of time. So like, and it goes through cycles. So there was a point in time where everybody was talking about, uh, what that don't donut places in Seattle? Is it was at Vandal donuts or something. Um, everybody's talking about, so like, you know, Guy Fieri's there and, you know, he's doing diners, drivers and dives on donuts. And then all of a sudden it pops up on like, you know, uh, unwrapped or something and then pops up on another show. And they're all like, they all happen within three days of each other and it's like the same place and then it'll like the next week it'll be, you know, some restaurant in like Ohio or something. Like, oh, they make brisket or something. And like they, they jump around. But I've noticed there's like a weird, weird correlation between all these shows. They'll they all show the same place within a short period of time and then you don't see it again for like another year and a half.
0: Yeah, I think they have like similar people either like working for them or like scouting for them. Because like once one finds it, the other one's kinda of, kinda of like jump on it like really fast. Well,
1: Well, I think the most interesting part is that like some of these episodes are you know ten years old and they still are choosing to put the same rerun of like three different shows going to the same place like near each other within a week like and just reruns like I don't know. Well, I think cooking shows could potentially
0: run forever as long as like the business that they're advertising is not like shut down.
1: Well, it's funny you say that because I was watching Diners Drives, and Dives a couple weeks ago with my friends, and uh, it was like Friday night. There was nothing else on, so we put that on there, and. It was some place in Massachusetts, and immediately my buddy goes, oh, that place is out of business. And so he looked at the episode. The episode was from like 2008. I'm like, oh, obviously they're not... Uh, they're not del- This is a bar rescue where they're uh, giving you an update at the end of the episode. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's fucked.
0: But yeah, so uh, for all the New England uh, friends of the show out there, <laughs> try, to, try, 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 <laughs> try, to, try to weasel beef. your way into North Shore beefs. If, if you are very <laughs> opinionated about a specific type of... Of region oriented
1: roast beef sandwich. <laughs> well, is this the podcast for you? Well, so what I found out is there's actually a uh, satellite group because people from New Hampshire were posting things in North Shore beefs, and they kept getting flagged by the admin. So they like spun off and made their own New Hampshire beefs. First of, page. of all, can we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of life you leave if you're like the moderator for like a roast beef Facebook page? <laughs> I don't know, man. This guy, I, I give him credit because he goes through every single one of these, but he has to approve every post before it goes up. And there's like, you know, dozens every day. So I don't really know what he's doing, but he's got over 20,000 people on this page. Oh yeah, there's, so there's gotta be doing
0: over right 20,000 people in the group, which is... Talking about roast beef sandwiches. I, like, I don't, I don't care how overpopulated this country gets 20,000 people talking about roast beef is far too many. It's far too like, it's a (laughs) lot more like consistently posting the right amount of people to talk about roast beef sandwiches that excitedly is like three. And one of them is the guy who made the sandwich. Like there's
1: never. Yeah. Well, the guy is definitely like, he's moderating the page, but he's like selling t-shirts about North shore beef. And like, he does like a, like a giveaway, so every month he posts the stats. So he's not only is he moderating this stuff, but he's like logging statistics off of what people are posting and what they're rating, and then he's like logging into a spreadsheet all the ratings for each specific re- restaurant too. So like every month or two, he he'll put out like, all right, this is the top ratings from from this past. Oh, week. that's and the showed, other thing. The, like this the ratings
0: month. are super precise, <laughs> which I was really well. For, yeah, first of all, they're all over the place. Like people will kind of go crazy about individual stuff, but like, yeah, I would give the the softness of this bun. An eight point seven three out of ten, like where, where are <laughs> yeah, you getting the, like, those ah. numbers from? Like, I, I, no, no one's at home with like test tubes and beakers and stuff, like measuring, like, like roast. We're still talking about roast
1: beef, by the yeah, way. I, I don't know if we got off track, but it is still roast beef. So, <laughs> uh, there's a there's a list of rules somewhere on that page. Um, I don't know if I can find it, but uh, oh yeah, there it is, right here. Topics, rules. Uh, okay. Oh geez. <laughs> All right. These are just some of these are. Uh, no jokes about the mentally challenged, sexuality, family members or pets. Don't tell people to kill themselves. Be clever, not a moron. Well,
0: just the fact that they
1: <laughs> just the fact that they have to specify that means it's a great group. It means it's like a fantastic <laughs> well, so, group of people. Uh he goes, "I'd w- I'd say there's a lot of people here, so I'd love to say we'll be patient while we figure out the way it works, but that would be a lie. We will not be patient. It's up to you to follow the rules. We don't care where you used to beef. We don't care if you going to beef. And we're sure as fuck not interested in interested in offering you advice on where you should beef. Use the search bar." So like he was like, don't ever post some deli meat shit sandwich made with (laughs) bores and cheddar cheese. Don't ask
0: (laughs) questions about roast
1: beef. This is strictly for reviews about roast beef. Oh my god, he goes, don't complain about people being jerks. And then like, so the basic things about the uh, the reviews: no politics. Get a beef. Take one fucking picture of the beef. Eat the beef. Write the review of the beef. Include a score one to ten. Don't open your beef. Don't flash your beef. Don't bite your beef. (laughs) No exceptions. A lot of these feel like a joke, but it's still a lot. And then they define all the numerous acronyms for the, as they call it, the beef-tionary. <laughs> Man. Well, that's that's, that's about anyway. as much time as I could probably
0: dedicate to fucking <laughs> roast beef. Yeah, one, yeah. Um, one, I'm, one, I'm one beefed podcast. out. I don't
1: even want to look at roast beef. <laughs> I'm full just thinking about it. But
0: yeah, so um, yeah, <laughs> have you been watching uh, football today? Uh, sort of. I, I, I put on red you zone know, and I just let it go. Do you know if the Cowboys actually beat the Steelers? Or am I going crazy? Oh, I don't. I, fi- I think it was they, it was I don't nineteen. Know. Last I checked, it was nineteen. It was nineteen 9. to eighteen when I when I when I oh, okay. turned on this to uh, to start up, and I it, the Steelers are seven to zero. I can't imagine them losing yeah, to the Cowboys. Lost. I mean, Cowboys have their ups and downs, but this season specifically, they're like two and four. So I don't know how they're, they're going to be the first people. Yeah, to Yeah, I beat
1: just it. looked it up. Pittsburgh won.
0: Oh, okay. All right. I guess I guess all is right with the world. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, I I only know they're like the a last handful unbeaten of unbeaten team. Right. You say what? Pittsburgh's the last unbeaten team, right? Yeah.
0: So so they so they're no they're no one else is even close to. Them. I think uh, everyone else is like 6 and 1 or 7 and 1.
1: somebody somebody's 7 somebody's 7 and 1, right?
0: As of this week probably, but they they're they're, they're the only te- team to still be 7 and 0. But I I I only know a handful of Cowboys fans in my life, but I know if if they won this Steelers game, this is going to be we were not going to be talking about the election. I'll tell you that. <laughs> this is going to be a very different conversation. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, right. But um I have a uh, yeah. they're never from Texas which is always the most frustrating part. No, they're not. Yeah, no. That one guy's from Philly, the other one's from like New Hampshire. So, a, so a friend of mine who is a Cowboys fan was, got into it with me because I told him I was a Patriots fan and he's like, "Well, you grew up in New Jersey. It doesn't count." I'm like, "You're you're you're a Cowboys fan and you you live in Delaware. <laughs> where 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 did you where did you get that from?" <laughs> and it, it, it it's it's just a conversation that goes in circles. But it really is. So I know I wasn't going to talk about the election outside of, like, making a couple jokes until Alex comes back to us. But I got Mm – I saw – right before we got on, I saw a YouTube video of this guy. He's, like, a sports writer. His name is Rick Riley. And he made made a whole video or maybe someone just animated a video of him talking about how Donald Trump cheats at golf. And I have never been more (laughs) offended for him in my life. Like, it's it's nothing – is, for who? For, for for Trump or for I'm, the right? I'm offended on behalf of
1: Donald Trump because that's that's a private matter. He's he's telling people about that this guy is. Well, cheating. I think it's funny that he. I think it's funny that he found out that Biden won Pennsylvania while he was on the golf course.
0: Well, so I so Alex and I were talking about this a little bit earlier, and pe- people were like ragging on Trump for like golfing like a huge amount of time during his presidency like like an absurd amount like 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 over a 100 times or something like that like like a like a a large amount Mm -hmm. and i kind of like defended him initially saying like well he's like a he's first of all he's an old man who is like a like a well i wouldn't even say like one time because he is now he's like a old man who's also like a real estate slash like casino like mogul so Mm -hmm. i'm assuming love him or hate him a lot of his uh like business deals and his transactions, and a lot of his like negotiating goes on at the golf course. So, I'm sure, I, I mean, we, we, we can say what do you want about like that guy's like fooling around or like taking too much time off, which I'm sure he is. But to say that like no work gets done over there, like that, that's, I mean, a lot of like CEOs and like business guys, they'll say that they'll like do one business related thing. And then all of a sudden now it's a business trip that had golf.
1: You know what I mean? So, so like I, I, I played golf like quite a bit, you know, growing up. Not how yeah, quite a bit, it's probably a stretch, but. Um, like my uncles were, were really into golf and my uncle still, one of my uncles still plays in like semi pro like tournaments and like wins a ton of money and stuff. Um, and so like, I always kind of like played growing up and then I was on the golf team in high school. And the only reason I was on the golf team was because practices were never longer than an hour <laughs> and like JV, JV golf was the best. Cause you just walked onto the par three course and you like hit a bucket of balls, you go on the course and the coach makes you do some stupid shit. And then you, like, go home. You get, like, a hot dog, and you go home. And then they let you pre- play for free there all year round because you're on the golf right, team. Right, right. And they want you to get better. So I was like, this is a steal. And then it got to a point where I was, like, too good. I hated playing matches, but I got to the point where I was, like, too good to not play matches. Right, right. And uh, and what did it in for me was I was a junior on JV, which is exactly where I wanted to be. <laughs> and something happened, and, like, there's a bunch of kids who, I, I don't know, So a bunch of the varsity players couldn't play for some reason. So they are like, oh, Ben, you got to – we need you to come up and play that eight spot on the, on the, because they only counted the scores for the top eight players on each team. So they're like, oh, Ben, there's nobody here. You have to go up and play the eight spot. And I was like, God damn it. Like, all right. Just fine. the fact that your school had a golf so team I went over.
0: is is, is awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we, we have tons. Everybody around here has a golf team. But, um, so, so I was like, all right, I'll play. So I went up, but I'm playing the eight spot. And I'm like, oh, good. Like, I'll lose and, you know, whatever. It'll be the end of it. And, uh, just so happens that I played the only person that could have possibly have been worse than I was, and I, I fucking won by, like, kind of a decent margin. Like, I probably would have beaten the guy that was in the five spot, which is disappointing.
0: That's good, yeah. Um,
1: so they were basically like, oh, great. You'll be awesome. You'll be able to play, like, the six next year on varsity as a senior. I'm like, yeah, all right, that's the end of that. No more No So more that's no. why I stopped playing. And then uh, I went through college without playing at all, really, um, and, and then I made friends. I made a friend who was on the golf team, and – uh, even then, I didn't play golf with them, and then I played for like the first time in like you know five years, probably the first homecoming after uh, college, and um, we had a great time. And then I've been playing like you know, I played like pretty consistently, like once a week, maybe once every other week for a few years. And then this actually, this past summer, I decided that you know what, I want to, I want to play a lot more. So I actually invested in in like new clubs and spent kind of a lot of money. So you're on You're back them. in the game, <laughs> and uh, I'm back in it. So like I've been playing at least twice a week uh, some combination of like 18 or like 9 to 18 holes plus like you know driving range or like a par 3 course and for 9 holes so I've been doing that um, and I actually realized that I can hit the ball really fucking far uh, which is huge I don't use any of my big clubs like I don't use the driver and I don't use the 3 wood even though my 3 wood's like kind of You don't expensive. use the driver? How do you not how do you No 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 I I hit well I hit my irons so far that I don't need to on a lot of places um, and I basically realized pretty quick that if if i'm so before my old clubs like i could already hit them kind of far but you know they're old so like I wasn't hitting them that far nothing crazy um but my new clubs are just so much better that and i like kind of fix my swing a little bit that um uh, man I, I blast this shit so um like it depends on the course like I, I would definitely benefit if i could use a driver or three wood like a lot um uh, but uh i've played like two or three different courses only using irons And uh, I realized that I'm I'm pretty close to, like, a bogey golfer. So, like, I'm shooting one over the par on every hole pretty much. Like, on my best day, that's probably my my ceiling. Right, right. Uh, But that's without using big clubs at all, too. So, you know... I'm definitely better than I was, but like, oh man, am I, I'm inconsistent. If anything, right, you, right. You know, but so uh, I so back to this this video. So this guy is talking. So
0: I guess he's like mm-hmm. a sports writer who's like in the involved in like the golf world or something, or t- somehow like tangentially related to golf. But he's saying like he he like went golfing with uh, Donald Trump, and Donald Trump like cheated at golf or something in like the. Of it, he it, does. it's just a bunch of like anecdotal stories, but. Like I said, I I, I was not like concerned with whether or not he was cheating at golf. I was like defending him because I was like, is nothing sacred? Is he, he, he's an old man playing with his other old man friends. He's not allowed to cheat at golf because, because he was, he wasn't just saying like, oh, this guy cheats at golf. He was saying like, well, if this guy cheats at golf, what do you think he's doing with his taxes or his foreign policy or something like that? But (laughs) all right, let's, let's not, (laughs) let's not get carried away. Listen,
1: if you're, unless you're in a PGA or you're playing like professionally, everybody cheats in some way. Well, it's like, there's no like, there's no like cutthroat golf anywhere outside of like a like a professional right. tournament.
0: And, and right, and Donald Trump is clearly not like a professional golf player. But not only that, no, like, God, no. Golf is as far as cheating goes. Golf is like the most forgiving sport because it's really just like it is. It's, it's it's like if if the people in your group are like cool with it, then they're that's it. That's the that's it's not cheating anymore. <laughs> yeah, easy. like
1: like you know, there's nothing wrong with with you know getting up to the tee, hitting it, like a shitty shot, or like having it go right into the woods, or like topping the ball, or just chunking it, and then just being like. I'm just gonna hit another. Yeah, and then you just play the second one, and you just pick up the first and keep going. Like it's not a like nobody's gonna. At least that's how how I play with my friends, and how it seems that most of them, most people will operate the same way. Like you know what, you fucked it up. Just try it again. Just do it again. Right, you right. Know, why not? So the guy goes on. You know, it's, and a, he, it's a social situation. Yeah.
0: So the guy goes on and he's like, and this is crazy because Donald Trump would go on Twitter and like brag about how good he is at golf, and he would play courses that he owned and like be the first person to golf there just to say he had the record. I'm like, listen, golf was made for old men to play while drinking and then lie about how good they did. That's the entire purpose of the game. So like, I guess he was looking oh, yeah. at it too much from like a ethics in like athletics kind of perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was definitely I, not what – I mean, uh, some people play golf like like you did, like for the sport to like play it, be good at, it, and compete mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But clearly, <laughs> Donald Trump is not stepping onto the green to like get a big win for no. No. USA that day. He's not like golfing on behalf of the country.
1: <laughs> like so. Well, I'd love to. I'd love to know what, like what he like typically shoots. And I mean, granted, all the places he's playing, he like owns technically. So. I mean, I don't know, I mean, I don't know how often he plays them, but I mean, if you play a course often enough, you're going to obviously shoot, you know, anywhere from five to 10 strokes better than someplace you've never played before. Right, right. And, and like, and that's like, on an average day, like, I would love to know what he shoots like consistently, you know, whether he's doing, if now, if he's, if he's getting like a seven on a, on a par five and marking himself down for a four, then that's, that's a little ridiculous, but. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, so, I, was, he's like- so, so, so I, I I understood that part of it. And I'm
0: like, yeah, I'm sure he's not like a pro. I'm sure he's like kind of doing his own thing. But yeah, no. I, w- I was thinking like, all right, if you're the type of guy who gets mad that the president is playing golf, like, oh, he, he should be, I don't know feeding the poor or helping the military or solving the COVID or taxes or whatever, you can't be that guy and also be the guy who's mad about how
1: he plays golf. <laughs> Cause it's like, I think that the, the, I think the issue is that, well, at least for me, like I care less he plays golf or not, but I think that when you have to take, you know, five hours out of your day to go play 18 holes when you're the president and you're doing it multiple times a week or like a mo- like even like every other once a week is like a lot. I mean, that's kind of a lot of time you're taking away from it. I mean, if you're going if you're on vacation or something, you go off every day. You do it, or you're doing this, you're doing that. And that's fine. Like I don't, I do know. Like, the other thing is that you know he's flying to some of these places. You know he's taking Air Force One to you know Florida so he could play at his own club, and you know he's using taxpayer dollars for that stuff, which is kind of like right. Well, like I, don't I said, know, that, man. that's you a got, different. You probably thing. have an ethics violation in there. Right.
0: Well, so that's a different thing to get upset about. Uh, that's a different thing to get upset about than how good he is at playing golf. Like, you, you, yeah, you have no, to, no, you, you I, don't, have I to don't pick don't, one when you're when you're talking about the that. only.
1: The only reason I want to know is how how. Like what he shoots typically is so I can compare myself <laughs> to myself. To see it how good you would stack up like, against. Oh yeah, I'm better than the president. Yeah yeah, like you know I'm I don't claim to be a good golfer, but I I would doubt that. So yeah, I'm pretty good well, at golf. No, I know I'd for a fact that most people I would rank myself most slightly people better. Do not than say they're good. The leader of the free world, you know, just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah right. Well, I mean, you know what Kim Jong Un does right over North Korea?
0: <laughs> he just hits 18 hole in ones and he calls it a day. That's what he does. <laughs> That's what yeah. It, yeah, he yeah
1: he's he claims that he's he's played a perfect game of golf, which would be a, a score of 18. <laughs> So, you know, when you're on a 550 yard par five and he gets a hole in one, I mean, that's pretty impressive.
0: So, I think, was it last week or something like that? I was drinking er, and, and, and I, I was like making up like fake golf commentary. <laughs> and I was listening. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yep. And I was listening back to it. And I, because I, I don't really know too much about golf, I just really like like golf like commentators. So, I was li- listening back to see like how mm-hmm. accurate or not accurate I was. And I couldn't really tell because. Most of my knowledge of golf is like the golf commentator. So basically, um, my 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 family on my mom's side is big into golf, and, um, and my my uncle specifically is like a huge fan of golf. But he's never made it through watching golf without falling asleep on the couch. So <laughs> that's why I like. Yeah. It. So when I was in college, one year I had a roommate who was like on the golf team of his like last school, like before he went to my school. So he came in, and I, I was the one who had like the TV with, like, the, the thing hooked up to the wall for the cable and everything, and anytime I would go to class, I would come back, and there would be, like, golf on, and I'm like, I didn't even know we had this channel, and he's just, like, he, he was, he was, like, awake and, like, cognizant and watching it, which was, like, more impressive to me than, like, the actual, like, golf part, and I'm like, how are you staying awake to, like, absorb all this, and you like, you know what's going on, and he's like, oh, this is a great game,
1: man, you gotta watch this one, I'm like, well so so joe rand has gotten very into watching golf recently and i don't i don't think he's been like this forever because he didn't really talk about it too much until you know the last two years well it sounds really Uh, fun to play but i just
0: don't really see it as like a spectator sport
1: yeah, right. He's super excited to watch the Masters on Friday uh, because he's just going to get up early and just black out by noontime, <laughs> and like that's his day. That's like he's already ready to go. So he's more excited and, about like uh, the
0: drinking and the relaxing part of it than he is like oh, watching well, it.
1: So, so he told me we can't play golf Friday because the Masters is on and I'm going to black out. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, like I have a my friend Joe. You've met Joe, but uh, conveniently also named Joe. Uh, he, I went to college with him. He is, he was the first. He might still be the only. Uh, player from my school to make it to the division two ncaa golf tournament um and he again he might still be the one guy he had to go to like so he made our senior year of college apparently
0: he was almost like a pro or something like that yeah Yeah, he missed
1: the u.s open by a couple strokes so yeah that he so our our, the spring of our senior year of college uh he made the ncaa division two tournament so he had to go play like some some round of golf and like I don't remember if he had to go to, I think it was West Virginia or he had to go to like Ohio, like Western Ohio or something. And uh, there was only one kid from any, like a nearby school that could do it that also made it. So, because we were at school in Philly. And so he had to sit in like the back of like one of those like 15 person vans with like one other guy and like ride for like, like 16 hours to get to this golf course and then ride back because he had to go to a final or something the next day. Jesus. So like, yeah, so he got to do that. But and he's uh, to this day, if you go into the gym, uh, it's a, Oh, NCAA qualifier D two men's golf. And it's just Joe's name up there. So he's the only one he's got his own <laughs> he's
0: banner and yeah, it's, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and he, he and Joe Rand actually go back and forth. They currently have a bet going that, uh, Joe Rand can beat, uh, other Joe by, uh, in a golf match on 18 holes. And the bet is a hundred dollars, which I am fairly certain that Joe Rand is going to lose. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so golf, who is knows? One of the we'll only see. Sports. I can't wait to watch it.
0: Golf is one of the only sports along with, uh, like bowling and like billiards is where everyone playing is like expected to be like smoking and drinking profusely the entire time oh yeah oh yeah so it's it's like got it, it's one of those sports where it is 100 percent skill and like zero percent like athletics well i mean pr- probably not golf golf you actually need to be like to drive good you need a certain amount of i don't know maybe like power to, get, to do well golf like that
1: but golf is great because you can play that for like your entire life like it, it you have to be like very, very decrepit. Granted, that being said, my dad can't play anymore because of his back. And he's, well, that's the know, other thing. 60. So, but when, but um, you know, I mean, as long as you don't have any issues, you're good. Yeah. So, so when Joe Biden
0: starts his term, inevitably he's going to golf way less than Donald Trump is. Whether that's like one time oh, yeah. or like a hundred times, but it's it's somehow it's going to be less. And people are going to say it's because like oh he's going to be better in office this and that, but it's mostly going to be because he's 78 and he doesn't really have a lot of games left in him. He doesn't
1: play golf, right? Well, so. I mean, the best thing you can compare it to would be Obama, right? Obama played a lot of basketball. That being said, he had a basketball court at the White House, so he only had to go five minutes away to shoot some hoops and like play his chief of staff, who was like a he like won a, a national title at Harvard or something, I right? Think.
0: I heard inside the White uh, House there's like a bowling alley too, or something like that. So,
1: who yeah, knows in the how much bowling has on, been think,
0: going on that the United States taxpayers are not aware
1: of. <laughs> what well, if I remember correctly? I think it was uh, Lyndon Johnson that, that had the bowling alley installed because he's a big bowling fan. Yeah, just so many, like, stupid old-timey
0: sports. But I'm not going to talk, like I said, I'm not going to talk too much about politics or the election this week, but I did want to talk about, I don't know if my podcast is going to be the one to reveal it or or if I'm breaking any ground here, but there was a very important um, political race over the weekend, and a Democrat beat out a Republican and it was it was groundbreaking. A lot of people were talking about it on the news, but I think my podcast might be the first to actually break the news. And I would say, if that's true, I will say John Carney beat Julianne Murray
1: for the governor of Delaware race. And I, you know what? It's funny you said that because I saw that and I immediately had no idea that there was even a gubernatorial uh, race in Delaware.
0: Yeah, I I met him once, and he was a nice guy. Yeah, is he cool? I mean, every politician is nice when you meet him for 10 seconds. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's got his own faults or he's a good guy and a bad guy and this and that. But like I said, every politician is trying to constantly trying to make a good first impression with every single person. So he, he was a very nice guy for the 10 seconds I spoke to him. But, um, yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, I really wanted to get your take on the <laughs> Delaware governor race with John Carney, Julianne Murray, and then independent party Kathy DeMathis and libertarian party John <laughs> Ma- Ma- Maturik. Just, just a t- well, tight race. Uh, so, so was Carney a, uh, uh, an
1: incumbent or was he, he – Yeah, he
0: was the previous governor. This is going to be his, his next oh, okay. term. So he got 59% of the vote and the Republican candidate, Julianne Murray, got 38%, which – Oh wow, he actually blew her out. Huh? Well, he got a hundred thousand more votes than she did. So it's it's, <laughs> pro well, in true. Delaware, that's that's a blowout. <laughs> yeah, in Delaware, that's most of the country, but still. I mean, most of the state, but still. How many
1: people are in Delaware? Like four hundred fifty thousand. Uh, I, I, mean, I know it's definitely less than a million. Um, how I'm doing this right now? How, well, because you gotta you gotta have two hundred thousand people to be a state. That's like the the law. Oh wait, really? Yeah, you have to apply for statehood once you hit two hundred thousand. Uh oh, that's how. Like,
0: <laughs> uh oh, we may not be a state, folks. Hang on. Oh, never mind. They're, oh, they're it's a little. State. It's a little under a million. It's nine hundred and seventy-three okay, thousand seven hundred sixty-four, and that's twenty nineteen numbers. So people could be popping out babies okay. and, and and just hit that million mark pretty soon.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. My, I mean, yeah, we, got my, uh, my of, we, we got a pretty low amount of. We had
0: a pretty low amount of COVID deaths, especially compared to Jersey, New York. So we are on the come up. We're we're mm-hmm. we're going to unseat them pretty soon.
1: Right. Right.
0: But um, so <laughs> one more one more kind of pseudo politics thing. Um, people sure. were talking a lot about the election getting rigged and I don't I don't know what everyone's opinion is about it, but I will say that I am suing the state of Delaware because I did not see Kanye West on the ballot. And <laughs> I think I mean I'm not, not to say that I would have voted for him, but just I wanted the option. And I looked it up uh, and Delaware as of the last like check had one thousand four hundred and eight right in ballots and 159 of them were for Kanye West, so he did have votes in the state, but he just was not listed oh, officially. Good. And oh, that's nice. I don't know. So if you're a write-in for whatever, let us let, say you're you're going to be a write-in for whatever your candidate is that's not like officially listed. Let's say you don't like the Libertarian guy, or the Independent guy, and you want or the Green Party guy, and you want the I don't know the Tea Party candidate or something. Whoever's like not the next like Mm -hmm. biggest party who green rainbow yeah rocky and rambo as as i've said as i said last week i don't know so kanye got 159 that leaves like 1200 that are for other people i don't know yeah i like i like people like writing in like ronald reagan or something or like (laughs) old dead people or like i don't know
1: like i know that uh massachusetts will release like who had write-ins uh every so often and uh, it's, sometimes it's not, like, the day after the election. Sometimes it's, like, you know, six months later or something just as, like, oh, guess who got write-in votes this year? Yeah. And, like, Tom Brady's always on there. Like, Tom Brady gets, like, an absurd number of votes. Bill Belichick gets an absurd number of votes. <laughs> you know, just, you know, it's just, you know, sports things. Like, you know, people people vote for David Ortiz. <laughs> like, like, anybody who's in Boston sports involved in it. Ever, yeah, he gets write votes. This year, I bet Tom took a hit. This year, but
0: (laughs) Tom doesn't uh, live here anymore. Even if he wins, he's gonna be in yeah, exactly. He took a hit. He can't be in bad shape.
1: I'm very interested to like see who
0: like more like write-in candidates are. I don't know of any race where a write-in candidate like won. Like I remember uh, when I was in high school, um, there was like uh, we had like a race for the like the senior class president or whatever, and I I specifically did a write-in ballot for... I don't know if it was Jesus Christ or um, some type of serial mascot or something, but I remember I think it was one school, like, just the show South Park won the presidency. (laughs) And, like, a bunch of kids got in trouble. And, like, there there were, like, more votes than there were kids at the school, so it didn't make sense how...
1: (laughs) <laughs> there was fake ballots <laughs> not not like they, um, not like
0: a character the show south park won president for the class oh
1: my god that's so funny which is like they, such a weird a, we actually had a uh, a candidate lose the primary in Massachusetts for uh senate to be you know the state not not the state senator but like you know congress senator and uh he lost his primary and he was writing all these radio ads that claimed that uh they must have been rigged because he did well in all the places that didn't have uh electric counters. (laughs) So he claimed that he must've done worse than the other ones. But the plot, the flip side of it is that like the place that doesn't have, the only counties that don't have electric counters are like very low people. Like there's no, not that many residents there or voters. So like, obviously he didn't do as well because there aren't as many people. So there was a, Um, so so this guy, this guy, like his whole, so he ran as a Republican um, and he lost the primary and he was like, his whole thing was, he's like a, like an Indian doctor and his whole, like stands was we could have cured COVID with like, you know, Middle Eastern, like medicine, like remedies, like everybody just chews on ginger every day or something. Oh, like, so this is recently, you know, he's one of those like, yeah, yeah, no, this is like literally the last two months. And, uh, he like you know he's like you know the the definition of like a snake oil salesman right so <laughs> well it, it's um, Middle Eastern so it
0: might be s- snake oil in some parts
1: of it yeah yeah so he it could be yeah so he yeah he's like get this whole thing and uh, he was like ah we lost but that's because they didn't want us to win and <laughs> you know, obviously all his numbers weren't percentages they were like numbers actual numbers like counts which is not the way to do it um, in certain in the way he was presenting the information um, so he was like yeah we're gonna run it as a right and we're gonna show them and he didn't like he doesn't even show up on the on the list of you know how many votes he didn't get any substantial amount of votes obviously but (laughs)
0: that's fucked yeah man this whole this whole this whole week is weird i'm ready to get back to work figure it out and then get ready for some time off and relaxing i I, i'm in a weird spot because i i finished my vacation like right as this election was starting so this whole week i've Mm -hmm. been like trying to get back in with work and school and stuff while just the news has been all just wonky, so I I, I, yeah. I feel like just time hasn't really passed in like the last week or so. So now that everything's over, I'm ready
1: to oh I hear you ready, ready to get back in the game. Well, so so all my vac- vacation time should have been used by now. Um, I was supposed to go back to Nashville and visit Eric and Teddy, and uh, they uh, obviously with COVID that didn't happen. And then I was supposed to go to uh, a bachelor party and for one of my best friends and go to his wedding too, and that was all postponed because of covid right so i ended up with like all my vacation time and like all my personal days and so i ended up a couple of weeks ago i ended up taking i'm like all right i gotta take a bunch of these days and like they're allowing more to roll over to next year because of covid but like i still wanted to use some and i was like you know what i haven't taken a day off since february you know i might as well um you know take some stuff so i'm not working any friday uh for the rest of the year and some of those line up with holidays but uh, i'm taking like two days before it's christmas i like a retiree move Year's i don't off, know how you did that you know, that's great to uh Get some golfing in. Figure it out. Yeah, well, yeah, I hope I can golf, but, uh, you know, a masters on, so, you know <laughs> yeah, the masters are on, so. Like, <laughs> yeah, the masters are on. That takes precedent. Even, even yeah.
0: though they're not happening in your town in Massachusetts, they are. They, no, no, there's nothing. <laughs> all, no, all, no, all, yeah. all golf
1: stops in, uh, so in, in, in uh, reverence. For here's them. a weird golf fact. Here's a weird golf fact. Did you know that the last. Uh, PGA event in 2020 is the Masters and then the first one of 2021 is also the Masters. They're just not golfing at all the next year. How does that work? No, so this Masters got postponed from the spring because of COVID. So it was supposed to be in like May or whatever or April and it got moved to uh this week, so November. And uh so it's typically in the early the early spring or you know very late winter. It's usually like towards the beginning of the PGA Tour. And because it got moved and then the next one is also not it's just going as planned so they you know it's basically you play the masters you get a couple months off and you go play the masters again that's awesome they're just living in life but yeah so
0: that's good man i'm glad we got some uh some golf
1: talking some 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 some, some roast beef talking uh how do you feel about this one <laughs> i feel pretty good i think this is a this is a solid amount of well i mean we'll be we recorded a lot yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna um, i might have to do some little 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 shaving figure out where we're at but yeah yeah, it makes sense but otherwise i'm glad uh, that we didn't go too deep into the politics yeah yeah
0: i uh, i appreciate having you on i'm sure alex does too i think uh we needed a weird one to uh, to to get us ready for whatever this political nonsense going on is so i think uh this this is a good little buffer kind of thing oh also i i you you and i recorded like another little kind of segment earlier that i haven't used yeah yeah yeah, last week i'm gonna try to punch that push that in sooner rather than later i'm trying to like do a lot of editing right now. I got a lot of grad school stuff coming up, but I think uh, I, I have that kind of clocked in with some other weird guest stuff we have too. So I, I just just for all our viewers, look to, to see some more Ben real soon.
1: And yeah, I think that one's a little more serious than this one. That one, well, that one you could probably cut and paste a little piece. No,
0: that one was not more too. serious than this one. We talked a little bit about the election and mostly about your grandfather's urn. Oh yeah, the beginning part. Of it. Yeah, it, yeah.
1: Was not, it was not nearly as serious. But. Which I also found out today. My sister doesn't even know that story. Oh god. <laughs> yeah.
0: But all right, man. Uh, like I said, I appreciate having you on. Uh, I, I hope to to do this again soon. We can we gotta figure something out. I'll have my people get up with your people, get a hold of the New England yep. office. Yeah, absolutely. But thanks, man. Yeah, uh, and for everyone else, this is uh, Midnight Climax. Please share the show with all your friends. Follow
1: us on all our social media. Yep. Um, I think it's called like, subscribe, download. Uh, play for your friends, my like uncle, um, uh, paraplegic,
0: you know what? Relatives, anybody. Go on our Facebook page and just start sending us pictures of your favorite roast beef sandwiches, and we're going to take over the other page. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to really get into it. <laughs> midnight Beef Climax. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm changing the show to Midnight Beef. <laughs> Alex is going to go on next week, and I'll be like, all right, welcome to Midnight Beef, everybody. i be like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, listen, <laughs> t- things have changed, bud. Sorry, things have changed here. But yeah man Thanks for everything Uh, This is Midnight Climax Uh, Like I said Share all the show With everybody Harass your relatives And family and friends But otherwise Take care everybody Peace out See ya